Four fingers. Give me four fingers worth of bourbon in my glass. Please stand clear of the beers. Por favor, manténganse alejada de las cervezas. Welcome aboard Three Sheets to the Mouse, your shot of bourbon in the sky. For those of you listening, this podcast contains adult humor, so earmuff your children and stay clear of the elderly. And for the comfort of others, send nudes, please. Thank you. Fuck that little pig. I'm sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And justice deliciously squared, <laughs> be Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for all things Disney, and joining me on this week's show are four guys who want to do the Tukalau. Mikey. Scott, do you ever actually introduce yourself? I don't. I don't because I just assume people know who I am. That's kind of contentious, pretentious. Contentious, pretentious? Yeah. (laughs) So like conjunction, junction? What's that function? I've just always wondered because you always say four guys and, and me and, and you never you know who the, the me. Well, I mean, now, like if I've, someone caught one of the earlier quickies this week, then they would have heard a lot of you. Uh yeah, they would have. They heard they heard me just talking to myself. At least at least at least they heard someone laughing at your jokes. Scott has to laugh at his own jokes. I loved that that uh, that gif that uh, I think it was Todd Miller put up of uh, Millhouse playing frisbee with himself, or maybe it was Andrew Coolidge. <laughs> No, it's Glenn Robinson. It's Glenn Robinson. Wow, yeah, they're all just running together, huh? So yeah, hi Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Adam. What's up, everybody? Tim. Wanna see me get naked and do the hula? Thought you were gonna dress in drag and do the hula. <laughs> naked is more fun. Luau! And Trent. Wanna see me get naked and go down the slide at the barefoot pool? The lava pool. That's what it is. Well, you're not naked. You have fur. That's true. Just on my face, though. It's really weird. <laughs> Anyways, we're here to talk to you about some Disney parks, some Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between, like going down the naked slide. Slide naked. Slide, slide naked. naked. Going naked down slide, the naked slide, slide, I think, is something entirely different. I think that's like a human centipede <laughs> to kind of thing. <laughs> so sit back, relax, and uh, grab a lapu-lapu, because tonight... We're going to enjoy the adult side of Disney with Three Sheets the Mouse. T- tonight we're de- debuting a new a new segment called the Resort Review. And uh, we're talking about the Polynesian. And there's no better way to talk about the Polynesian than the one drink we talk about, what, like nine-tenths of the episodes? <laughs> it's like has to make an appearance by, by contract. He does. <laughs> By contract. Yeah, it's almost it's, it's almost like Jim Varney. He he comes up like almost all the time in the episodes. Yeah, we never <laughs> talk about that. No, we don't. Uh, we're talking about the Polynesian Village Resort or the Polynesian Resort. So uh, before we start, do we have any rum-based drinks tonight? Nope. So just me, just me. Of course. Yeah. I don't like rum that much. What? I do like rum. It reminds me of being on of vacation. Rum. Like, a rum drink means you're on vacation. Like, I don't drink rum at home. Ever. Except for right now. Except for right now. Because you are home. 
And you have rum. And drinking rum. On a normal basis, I don't drink rum drinks at home. So then you just bought a bottle of rum just to drink tonight. No, I have a bottle of rum. I just don't make make it. You just I don't, make don't it very drink often. it. Okay. And actually, I have to thank uh, Trader Sham for the Cruise on Black Rum. So yeah, I, it's not even my bottle. It's the, he, he's like the anti-Jack Sparrow. It's like, why is the rum all here? <laughs> <laughs> Giving it away. You'd, be, you'd, you'd be a shitty pirate there, Swabby. Yeah, so tonight I I made myself a back scratcher without the back scratcher in my drink. Uh, it's really good. It's So this is an interesting one. It's it's um, regular dark rum and then black rum and then uh, passion fruit uh, or pog juice, really. Pog juice. And then Jack Daniels. Yeah. Not gonna lie, that's what I that's what I thought. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. I know it just sounds so vomit inducing. I mean, I know people love that. It's just I thought you said so I could, ten minutes I mean, before we recorded that you weren't gonna make that. I lied. <laughs> I there's a shot. <laughs> he is oh, an attorney. On. I I had to I had to make it authentic. So uh, yeah, I'm drinking a back scratcher. Uh, Adam, what are you drinking tonight? I just have Trogue's Crystal Pistol IPA. Only. Some fancy beer. It's probably better than what I'm drinking, so... Speaking of IPAs and hipsters, uh, what is the beer drinking? Uh, a lemon strawberry ale from New Belgium, and it's real bad. That Do you have your pilgrim terrible. shoes on? Don't buy it. No, I have the beard, though. I could twist the ends up of my mustache if you yeah, want. Yeah, twist the ends Are you wearing and get a flannel? some flannel. I don't have any flannel. Plus, my AC just got fixed, so I'm not really trying to put, like, long sleeves. <laughs> Where's your beanie? Yeah, I don't even think I have one of those. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I am calling the bullshit. <laughs> uh, oh, that looks that looks terrible. It looks like grapefruit juice. That is you know, that is that is not very it, clear. It, it sir. tastes it's like, like bacon grease water. Do you wash your dishes there? <laughs> so the it's supposed to taste like lemon and strawberries, but it didn't taste like either. So I was like, I have a little bit of lemon juice. I'll put a couple drops in there. You know, maybe citrus will open up the flavors. Now it just tastes shitty still. Bad doesn't look good. Yeah, it's not good. It's, it's bad. So so what is better, the uh, the Coors Banquet that you were drinking on last week's Quickie? Oh yeah, without question. <laughs> That's a classic. There's nothing wrong with Coors Banquet. Well, I'm sorry I gave you the crickets on that then. I'll say I should have saved the crickets for this week. I bet you other people like fucking Coors Banquet that listen to this. I think I've ever drank Coors Banquet. I don't think I've ever drank Coors Banquet either. I've had Coors Light. I've oh, been. the silver bullet. Coors Banquet <laughs> tastes like if Coors Light had flavor. Coors Light doesn't, though. Oh, so it's like At the all. Budweiser American Lager. Yeah. Pretty much. Compared, no, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, the what American are you drinking tonight? Good. As he drinks it, he's not going to tell us. He's just going to drink it. Drinks, it. <laughs> he's just going to drink it. What are you drinking, Mikey? I've got a little old Forester, the '86 proof, the bottom shelf stuff. Still good. Yeah, it's not bad. you know, it's a lot better than that uh, Canadian stuff I've been having lately. Why do you keep going back to Canadian whiskey? Because Don't. I haven't finished the bottle yet, Scott. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking? I have Lancaster Brewing's Strawberry Wheat, which smells more strawberry than it tastes. Is it better than Trenton's Probably. Strawberry Beer? It doesn't taste like ass. 
Well, that's that's a start. Hey, mine tastes like oh, lemon okay. pledge ass, okay? Hot. You can wax your table with it after Fuck you're done. Yeah, wax you that ass. <laughs> Trenton will be waxing something later. Ooh. Is that a Gucci? No, joke? Scott, he only has hair on his face, he said. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Just the hot spots, face and ass. That's it. <laughs> That's okay. And, yeah. and you know what? Some days, what's the difference, really? <laughs> oh, you seen my face? <laughs> I'm not going there. I was, I was going to go there. I'm not. Too easy. Just let it <laughs> so, go. As we said earlier tonight, uh, grab your grab your lapu-lapu, grab your, your tropical drinks, because we're talking all about Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Oh, buenos dias, senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Hey, Michael, me amigo, pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is, and what darling people I have sitting under me. Pierre, you rascal, you, let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <whistles> oh, pardon, madame, that whistle was for my good friend, Fritz. Ach, to Lieber, I almost fell out of my upper perch. Glad to see you all aboard, uh, sure, or... <laughs> Wherever you are, my goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the glee club. <laughs> ole, ole, it's show time. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki tiki. Says the man who made like that sickeningly sweet milkshake one time. Milkshake. Or. Butterbeer no, or whatever. No, he made the Gaston's. The Goblet of Diabetes. And swore up and down that it tasted good and couldn't finish. Is that, is that oh, it tasted great. For, the first one. The first one tasted great. After that, I felt like I had a diabetes. It, you know what? It looks like that thing that Josh Wozni was drinking, that frozen beer. I heard that wasn't good, though. He also said it wasn't it's good. It's not. The Kieran, uh, Kieran frozen beer in the Japanese pavilion. It's not. It's I think so we've all mediocre. Had Beer that was left in the freezer a little too long and it got a little uh, slushy, and that's just no, that's, that's never any good. Well, the Kieran has you know the frozen what? foam on top of it. It's weird. Well, it's like oh. a passion fruit foam. It's oh, not, is it? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, Says the guy drinking. Fuck off. I said it was bad. <laughs> it, it does. It looks like bacon grease. To it does. Me, right. <laughs> but there was that one drink during food and wine that looked like bacon grease that was really fucking good. What was that? Uh, all I know is served with a piggy wing on top. That would be the swine brine. Swine brine, yeah. Yes, oh, that's yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, was a dark beer. No, no, it was, beer. It was, it was, a was more like a, um, an Arnold Palmer. I thought it was a dark beer. Yeah, no, it was more like an Arnold Palmer. No, it was a mixed drink. It was, it was, there was bourbon. Oh, you there. know what it is? They had the dark beer. They had that chocolate milk stout there. Chocolate oh. bock. No, that was in the... Was it not at the, um, was that the same place? Yeah, it's the same place that the piggy wings. No. Mm-mm. Uh, chocolate milk stout was in the festival center. Festival. No, honestly, no, not in the Odyssey. festival center. No, it was Odyssey. in an outside that's fucking thing. thing. No, that's the the chocolate milk stout was in the Odyssey, and that's the same place you had the piggy. No, wings. they moved the piggy wings out of the Odyssey last year. Yes. Oh, really? They were in a little yes. booth by um, what should call it? In the interim space between Future World and World Showcase. Yeah. Now that they're that moving little outside the thing. festival tomorrow. 
Yeah, like with the little gra- the fake grass is at. Yeah, that's where they had the fucking chocolate milk shop, too. We had it in the Odyssey. Well, we had it in the Odyssey. Is that the place that had that fucking shitty champagne drink with the little no little that booby was, balls? That was there a were a few places that had that. You're talking about the light lamp. Light lamp. It was supposed to be black, Jesus. black lit and all that. Yeah, UV. It did not glow. It had boba balls. That I had to drink two of them because my wife was like, no. It was gross. Yeah. I had to try one. But that shit was nasty. Yeah, no, it was no good. What was the blue champagne that was gross? So Scott, what's the topic tonight? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting for us to stop talking about damn nasty beers. So the Polynesian Resort, uh, now known by its uh, original name, the Polynesian Village Resort, uh, was the was one of two opening day hotels at Walt Disney World on October 1st, 1971. Now, like everything at Disney, it has its own history. But the funny thing is, when this first opened up, it was not actually managed by Disney. So when, when planning began for Walt Disney World, the Imagineers were confident they could build and run a second Disneyland-style park. After all, they had, they had 15 years' experience doing it. But when it came to running hotels and managing them, they had no experience at all. So the Disneyland Hotel has been around since the beginning of Disneyland. Disneyland did not own that until the mid-80s. They had never actually run a, a hotel or a resort. So they decided to hire an outside firm to manage the poly and the contemporary until they could learn the ropes. In the months that, that preceded the, the opening... Executives discovered that a new 140-room hotel was being built nearby on iDrive. Disney thinking, hey, let's get our people in there and try and try and work out all the bugs, learn how to do the resort, learn how to manage it, offered, to, offered the owner their services to manage the hotel until Disney World opened. So for almost two years, they actually took over a, a hotel in Orlando, had a no connection to Disney, and ran it. And this actually turned out to be a, a great situation for Disney because they basically got free training on how to run a hotel. When Disney World opened, Hamilton, uh, this this new hotel, the Hamilton Hotel, uh, would ba- would basically sit empty until the the tourists started to arrive. But since Disney had a stake in its in its success, they wanted people to come there. They offered him this like good one of the very first good neighbor uh, hotels where cast members. And uh, families of cast members would stay at a reduced cost to to kind of cater to these fellow employees to help learn the ropes, help manage this hotel, help learn how to do things in the in the hotel business. Now, the original plans for the the poly were far far different. It's it's situated the same place it is today, but originally it was supposed to have one main twelve story high building, and it was supposed to be based on like the Waikiki hotels, the main. You know, those big high-rise hotels in, in, in uh, Hawaii. Originally, they were sp- supposed to be the main ceremony house, um, which or the main ceremonial building, the main house, the main building, was going to be a 12-story central building, and then a number of smaller structures situated on the right and the left side. Now, eventually, this was later uh, scrapped for, a, uh, for the great ceremonial house that we have today, which is a much less imposing building, but more of like the longhouse style from Polynesia. Rather than do a Waikiki style resort, they decided to go more South Seas, uh, which, which was the, the, the feeling of the resort. They wanted it to be a South Seas rather than a Hawaii-based, uh, uh, Hawaii-based hotel. Uh, the entire hotel was built by U.S. Steel, uh, who also built the Contemporary at the same time. 
but if you look at old pictures of the resort it was going to have that same contemporary like a-frame style building that kind of came up to the top where there's going to be a few rooms and more rooms as you get lower on the on the resort which thank god they didn't because i think the contemporary looks like shit unpopular opinion probably it's not that it looks like shit. It's that it's just it's it. It's not really contemporary like any, anymore. They should no, call it the old. It's dated. No, but it looks like any normal hotel. It doesn't have a theme to it. Right? No, it looks weirder than regular hotels. It's just dated. It is. Do they have? So the Polynesian. I mean, I think the Swan, the Swalfin is uglier. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yes. Oh yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Inside or outside? It's both. Outside, I, I, I didn't. I didn't have any problem I've with the never, inside of it. I've never been in a room, so I couldn't tell you. The rooms are nice. Yeah, I will say that they're the pretty nice. nice. The the rooms at the Swan, I can only attest to the Swan, but they're like uh like if a Hampton Inn was like a four or five star hotel. So when the Polynesian Village opened in 1971, it opened with eight longhouses featuring 492 rooms, a uh, central swimming pool, which we which would later became uh the, became the lava pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a putting green, because right across the Seven Seas Lagoon Drive is the Palm uh, Golf Course. There were two expansions, one in 1978, uh, a couple of additional longhouses were added, and then a second expa- expansion in 1985, where two more longhouses were added, bringing the total rooms to 847, which is one of the, at the time, was one of the largest resorts on property. Similar to the contemporary, uh, built using these modular constructions, the poly longhouses were built in the same way. They were literally boxes of rooms shoved into these longhouses. Only the original built buildings. The exact same. Well, yeah, no, the original ones from 1971 to 1978. The original longhouses were built by U.S. Dill using the same exact, uh, the same exact method. So, Tim, why don't you talk a little bit about the design of the resort? Well, let's just go uh, on that real quick. They decided to change it because people were complaining about mold and dampness. So they had to re- retrofit all those rooms, filling in the cavities left between the rooms and the frame with insulation to stop the mold and the dampness. And then the later longhouses were built conventionally. All right. So the the actual resort was designed by a firm called Welton Beckett and Associates, and like Scott said, it was built by U.S. Steel Realty, who is also the company I believe that ran it. In the very beginning. Yeah, for, uh, for the first few years, yeah. So, it, as everybody knows, it's located on the southern shore of Seven Seas Lagoon, just south of the Magic Kingdom, in between the Grand Floridian and the Contemporary. Organized around the central building, which is named the Great Ceremony House, designed after a Tahitian Royal Assembly Lodge. And that's where you have your guest services, your gift shops, your restaurants... It also used to have a giant waterfall in the middle of the lobby, but they took that out with the 2014 refurbishment, and now it's just a little shell of what it used to be. But Tim, Tim, don't forget, I mean, this this had such a huge, like, not just a waterfall, but a huge, like, floral arrangement. Well, when it originally opened, the eight original longhouses was Bali High, Bora Bora, Fiji, Hawaii, Maui, Samoa, Tahiti, and Tonga. And then in 78, Oahu was added. And the Morea and Pago Pago longhouses were added in 1985. And then 
and 2015, the bungalows were added and some of the longhouses were renamed. Now they got named, they got renamed to to things that nobody knows what they mean. Like it, I will say, at least with the island names, you could say, "Oh yeah, I stayed in Tonga or Samoa or Hawaii or Bora Bora," and those are common things that people that yeah. the average guest would know. But now you have Nui, Rarotonga, Tokilau, Rapa Nui. I, I can't even pronounce the next one. Ayo. Eteroa? It's just, uh, yeah, they just changed the names. Which, 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 what, what I don't get about this is that was formerly called Tahiti. Yeah. But there still is a Tahiti. Why not leave it alone? Well, Pago Pago moved. I mean, they took it out and they moved and they moved it to a different building. So, I mean, it it, it was no rhyme or reason to to how they moved these names around. I want to say when you check in, they tell you the meaning of the name. Probably. And there's more story behind it. So it, it, it gives them a layer yeah. of something to tell the guest to, I guess, yeah. draw them into the yes. story and the theme and, you know, so on. Now, I think if they took it a step further and if, if each of those, uh, you know, buildings or, or whatever were actually individually decorated more along the lines of what you would find locally to that island or to that deity or something. Yeah, the only differentials in the buildings are the standard rooms and the DVC rooms. And Hawaii. Yeah, well, Hawaii, I think, still has the old style. Yeah. I'm ready to armchair imagineer this now. Let's redo this, motherfucker. <laughs> Some, someday, Mike. We, we're not someday. deep enough in this episode yet. Fuck it. We're burning to the Come ground. On, Let's redo this. motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, the three, um, four DVC buildings is Morea, Pago Pago, Tokilau, and the Bor Bor Bungalows. You think that was just for alliteration? No, no, because they they they're modeled after bungalows or, or rooms that you would see on the water in Bora Bora, but they're missing the clear crystal waters yeah, of that. Bora Bora. Ruddy, muddy water of yeah, seven it's seas. tough to do that though, really. Yeah, yeah you are in Florida. Yes, and in, I'm pretty sure you're not going to want to see an alligator. <laughs> Underneath yeah. your log cabin, underneath your cabin. Anybody who's been to Disney, you ever, you ever drink the water out of that, that sink not. in your hotel? Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> with Gator right, Spoon. Hook. <laughs> oh, it's like oh, caviar to empty fish hook. God, this is gonna be a bitch. <laughs> nope, just leave it in. Uh, but but Tim, the the design inside the Great Ceremonial House uh, has changed over the years. Like you said, you it's gone from 1970s kitsch, yeah, to a more tropical feel. Yeah, a little more tropical, a little more modern. They have the glass globes hanging from the ceiling now, which I I mm-hmm. love those. Natural stone walkways instead of that green tile that used yes. to be there, which is a hidden Mickey. A hidden mm-hmm. Mickey right in the lobby. The outside, um, I don't know what you don't want to really call them lagoons because they're really the small little ponds were added. Stormwater collection. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just underneath the monorail. And those are cool. Yeah, those we got like cool. sitting out there and taking some good pictures of it. They changed the grass outside behind the ceremony house to AstroTurf. Yeah, a lot of the resorts are doing that. Um, 
it, it all used to be that, and, and I love that St. Augustine style grass, that like really, really dense grass when you walk on it barefoot. It's that so cool. weird Florida grass? Yeah, I love it. I uh, like it too. I, I miss it. I now. love it. AstroTurf. It's all plain AstroTurf, like the, the next turf that with the, the rubber pellets inside there. I mean, we the only resort I've stayed at was the All-Star. So, yeah, AstroTurf because we stayed at, with the football field. So, I mean. That shit's squishy, yeah. that shit's squishy though. I would expect though. that, though. Yeah, it is squishy. It, it is. is. It is. It came a hell of a uh, thunderstorm, and we just let the kids run up and down and, and zip up and down like a slip and slide with rug burns. But still, <laughs> they can slide a little bit. They don't have nipples anymore, but whatever. <laughs> I just found an article that says the, the buildings did. The reason why they were renamed and names were moved from one building to the other is that they were trying to align the buildings with the relative geographic position that the islands are actually located. Oh, shit. Okay, that makes, going the extra that makes a little mile, sense. motherfuckers. So that makes a little more sense. Yeah, but, okay, you want to talk about extra mile, then, then give me that island's theme for that yeah. building. Every right. building should feel different if you're going to that. They don't do that in any of the other hotel. Wait, 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 stop. But they don't do that in any of the other hotels. No, they, no, Adam, they do. Riverside. Riverside. It's not really. When you really look at it, it's... Coronado. Coronado does not. Yes, they Coronado do. Coronado sure does not. How different is How different is each island from the other island, really? It, the buildings might be a few... Wait, wait, wait. The buildings might be a few different colors, but if you look at Caribbean no, Beach... No, the building designs are different, but I think no. the rooms are the same. Yeah, the rooms are the same, but the building... But look at Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach doesn't have yeah it's named after a whole bunch of different islands that really don't have anything to do with each other if you if you look at the resort buildings they are slightly different based on the architectural design of that of that country if you look Not at Coronado much. Coronado the casitas that's are totally different away. than the ranchos that's going away no it's not they, that's the outside of the building Yes, they changed, They started repainting the outside of most of the buildings. Repainting? It's a totally different style. You have one that's a ranch style in like yeah. the southwest, and one that's like a Mexico City. And then the cabanas are like a beachfront style in like Puerto Vallarta. Oh, no, they all kind of look the same to me. Fight, 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 they fight, did. fight, fight. Uh, uh, I'm just they saying. They all kind of look the same to me. I don't think it was that much of a drastic difference. Oh, it's a difference huge difference. And, and, to and me. Riverside yeah, is Yeah, Riverside is the biggest difference. Because you have the country swamp buildings, and then you have the plantation buildings. They all kind of look the same. They're not that much of a drastic difference. I'm not gonna. No, the moderates. The moderates did exactly this. They they modified. They changed the buildings. Each building section is different based on the resort. Not the not one of the deluxes do. No, because they're they're not as spread out as the moderates are. And the deluxes, you have they're all just the Great Floridian, just about Florida. Contemporary is just whatever that is. Animal Kingdom Lodge Board is just walk. about a Swahili uh, hunting lodge or safari Board lodge. Walk. Yeah, the the other resorts, the deluxe resorts, are much more centralized in one theme to the entire resort, whereas like the moderates are spread out not just geographically, but they're spread out thematically as well. I mean, you're also looking at the moderate resorts, where a majority of them have outdoor hallways. Yes. yes. A majority of your deluxe resorts don't have that. No, they don't. Almost none, none of your deluxe, deluxe resorts, resorts have outside hallways. So you have a little bit. Uh, you have a chance to do that little detail here and mm-hmm. there that changes it. It's not. You're not going to have that on an inside room. But you could. They could do this with the Polynesian with the decor. But again, you're talking about a lot of extra expenses mm-hmm. to, yeah, to to change, modify yeah. each room. 
for, for you for see soccer. you guys are taking it one way I'm thinking you you could do it with just the aesthetics outside a few different plants here you don't have I mean when I say native to that area I don't know all the tropical islands or the Polynesian islands in that area they're gonna have the same uh, you know flora and, uh, all around but you can just include some in one and not the other just to, to give a little bit of a different feel I don't know I just so far this is resort review a tribute to all Disney resorts not necessarily the poly <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the poly uh, but no they, they're they're wonderfully designed I mean they're they're absolutely beautiful and the, and the walking paths between the resorts or between the resort rooms are spectacular yeah. Like you can get lost in some of those walking paths. Oh yeah, if you don't know where you're going, you can get lost. Big but time. there's a when, when we were there when they were uh, renovating the lava pool, when they were rebuilding that, and of course they had all the 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 walls and the scrim up. But shit, without being able to look over and and see a point of interest for a reference, yeah, we we walked around trying to find the beach. How can you not find a beach? <laughs> We walked around in like three circles. They have a wonderful design. Uh, all of the longhouses each have a little bit of a uh, little bit of a Polynesian flair to it, so you you do feel like you're on vacation. It's one of the few resorts that that you really feel transported away from America. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Like you're not, you don't. Hawaii is America. Polynesia is not. But America. this is like the southern <laughs> of, of, of that area, like he said, which is ironic because Disney wanted to, to to be more southerly, but like, and not so Hawaiian. But then they start throwing all these Hawaiian. And the names. flagship yep. building is Hawaii. Hawaii. The flagship room building is Hawaii. Right. So oh, yeah. And now it's you all themed. You know what? It's all it, themed. It, it, it probably was fish, more. So. Exactly. I bet that is when, about the time Disney fully embraced the fuck it, let's just make it Hawaii. Yep. Because now we can meek, now we can milk Stitch. No, I think Hawaii's been Hawaii for a while. Hawaii's always there been was Hawaii. always a, there was always a Hawaii building, but it was not the main building. The main building well, was originally. Well, Hawaii's not necessarily the main building. It's, it's a concierge. The, well, it um, is now. The, the, no, it's a concierge. It's where the king command is. The biggest, the biggest longhouse is, is now Hawaii. That was originally Samoa. No, would it be the no, longest? Not house? even no. close to it. It's one, it's of, the one of the DVC ones. ones. I think it's Pago, um, Pago Pago is the biggest. Yeah, you can even tell Trenton by looking at the picture on the map. Hawaii is not one of the biggest ones. It's it has the concierge club and it has the uh, suites in it. Morea and Tukilau are the two biggest buildings. Yeah, Morea is. Yeah. I know. And Morea's the DVC. It so is. Yeah, that's, so it's yeah, Tokyo. That's we stayed in April. Also, Morea, that's a building. You walk in the wrong end of that, and your room's on the other end of it, and you fucking know about it. And Tokyo's the other. The DVCs are Tokyo, Morea, and Paco Paco. It's like you walk fucking country mile to get to the fucking. Your yeah, that's room. also the one that's closest to the TTC. It is. Yes, Paco Paco, I think, is pretty close too, though. It's, it's just, behind. It's, yeah, it's, yeah behind. it's not far. It's not far. Yeah. Behind Morea. But Pago, Hawaii, Pago Hawaii is the, the one that beach. faces that the beach. Yeah, yeah, that faces the beach, the main beach. That's true. And it used to have the best views of the park. Yeah, they actually had to change the class code for some of those rooms yeah. because of the bungalows. Yep, they're blocked yep. by the bungalows now. Our so, our room the bung- in Hawaii was on the other side, the pool side. It wasn't on. So the with side. the addition of the bungalows, Disney has. Um, 
has really upped this resort to probably the most pr premium resort of all of them. No, I don't know, the Grand Floridian has some pretty nice suites. The Grand Floridian is still the flagship. Right. I want to say the Grand Floridian is still their flagship. But does the, does the Grand Floridian have the same value for points? As in like... Oh no, I think Bungalow how many is points, the most expensive. How many points per night? Yeah, points per night, how many points is the Bungalow? I, I'm not going to tell you. I uh, can't. For, <laughs> I can't tell you the Bungalow points. For a but week, for it, it varies from like 900 to 1200 it's points a lot. For a week. It's a lot. For a week? For a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. There are some three-bedroom villas in Grand Floridian that go for like fourteen or fifteen hundred points. You actually most of your I want to say most of your Grand Villas are more expensive because you can sleep more. So for for a bungalow to sleep eight, uh, it ranges anywhere from eight forty-one for a week to a grand total of one thousand four hundred thirty-nine points for a week in the premium season. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But now look up uh, like a Grand Villa. Like theme park view in um... a lot of grands in this, a grand villa at Grand Floridian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait till you get to the final price. A lot of grands involved. Is is eight twenty eight twenty four per night to fourteen nineteen. So just slightly less, but sleeps four more people. What about the um... a two bedroom villa which sleeps the same amount? Is... No, no, no. I'm saying at. Um... Bay Lake, Grand Villa, theme, theme park, park view. view. Because that would be the closest you can get. Yeah. Because when you think about the um, right. bungalows, it's a theme park. I don't okay. think Grand Floridian has theme park views, do they? The, the highest, the, highest the, the most premier point value. For a week at the Grand Villa, a, uh, at the Contemporary Resort, is twelve eighty seven. Oh, it's all too bad. So it's still two hundred points less. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's jump. What change. about what about the Copper Creek cabins? Yeah, not as much. Not as much. Yeah, they're, they're not, not as, as much, much because they don't. I don't think they have a direct theme park. No. Here they are the most yeah, expensive rooms on property. And the worst part is, mm -mm. you have the you cash have, wise. Not cash wise. Well, I mean, points wise. Points wise. Yeah, points wise. Uh, they're some of the most expensive rooms on property, and. For what you get, you get that that Admiral Joe Fowler and uh, the General Joe Potter riding right alongside your room. You have to be careful with that because it really depends on which one you're in. And yes, and one what time you get up. It is. If you're like us, you're up and early before those things start. But you won't. But because if you look at how spread out they are. Yeah, they range all the way from one beach to all the way to the TTC. Yeah, so if you're all the way on that other side away from them, they're not, you're not really by those. If those you're on the last one, it's literally yards away from... You can you can spit on the yeah. General Joe Potter. You can wave. You can. We've done Look that. how much money we spent to wave at you. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, I think we can all agree. It is a wonderfully themed resort. It's my favorite. It's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. And lots of lots of fun designs, hidden Mickey's. The like I said, it really does take you away from being in Florida. You feel like you're in the in the South Pacific. Yeah, it's a vacation within a vacation. In addition to the wonderfully themed resort, there are some wonderful food and beverage offerings at the Polynesian. And here to tell us about that is our angry Amish man. Got him That's a, uh, a culinary offering from Arkansas. Um, <laughs> 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 Titty fly. Titty slap fly. Titty slap fly. Than, uh, 
than the Polynesian. The flagship restaurant at Polynesian is really Ohana, I guess we could probably agree on that, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the one everyone wants. Which, it's... Alright, let's, it's gone let's downhill. get through it. Yeah. Um, Look, the breakfast is good. I've had both. I've eaten there three times. No, twice or three times? Twice. Twice. And I didn't like either one. I will not nope. Um, I've had breakfast and it's, I've had dinner here. The breakfast was very good, I, I, I'm of no volition to pay for a character breakfast that's just eggs, potatoes, waffles, fruit, and pork. Uh, but at 7.30 in the morning, you can get a lapu-lapu. Yeah. But you can get, you can't get that you can at get the that bar. At you get that at Kona. You, no, you yeah, can get it at the, the bar. bar. They're open. They have a bar They're open. So, I'll eat the fuck out of some pua well, and drink. some... Scrambled eggs and potatoes and shit, but I, I don't see the draw for the price. I guess if I had kids, it would be more of a draw. I understand that. Don't have kids. Get off my fucking back. All right. If you have kids, the draw is that you get Mickey, and you don't have to wait in line for Mickey Mouse. Now, you also get don't to... You get, get well, you get a couple of dogs. Pluto's there, and so is Stitch. <laughs> I like that. You like Scott just <laughs> throwing that in there? <laughs> I was waiting for the steam to come off Mikey's head. Talking about breakfast, he's, just, he's just twisting that grapefruit spoon right into your fucking kidney. <laughs> the, the, uh, there won't be any steam. My garage is 92 <laughs> degrees. But but in addition, you also get Lilo. So Lilo, Stitch, Goofy, and it's basically two two really loved characters and their pets. You get Hawaiian Mini too, don't you? Nah, no, it's just mm. it's just Mickey and Pluto and and Lilo I, and Stitch. I could have swore that some friends of ours had breakfast there not too long ago, and they had Hawaiian Mini. We had Mini when we went. The last time we went, we only got Lilo, This was Stitch. three years ago, though. Yeah, the uh, last time we went in 2016, 2017. This was last was, year. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't come out all the time. She probably doesn't. I mean... It's only when Lilo's maybe Lilo's not available. Also, don't pick her up, by the way, because you get fucking yelled at by the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? what? Why would you? When she runs at you with open arms and jumps into your chest, and you pick her up when you give her a hug, and the photographer gets all shitty about it, and then he gets way more mad when you say, "Don't worry, sweetheart, you're next," and then he doesn't like that either. <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe he's just not a fan of the goatee. I did have the goatee then. I didn't have I, the beard then. If I had the beard, he would have been way more understanding. He's like, the, oh, totally. I, I don't think did 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 she like physically jump? It was a, a hug and put like one leg up kind of deal. That's how she always does. Okay, well, yeah, that, move. that wasn't. She leaned in. <laughs> yeah, she leaned in hard. Leg up. This... I was much better looking then. So you're saying Minnie asked for it? She did. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Patrick Swayze, and she's not Baby. That was no, shitty. What? You're done with your Canadian mist. Patrick Swayze yeah. is a national treasure. Was a gift to oh, us. Right, dude. If I ever need, if I ever need somebody ballet. to teach me how to make pottery from beyond the grave, I'll call him. But until then, <laughs> let me talk about. Have you never seen Roadhouse? Roadhouse. Yes, I've seen have Roadhouse. You, have yeah. you never seen Tu Wong Fu? I'm not saying that he's not awesome. Thank you for everything, Julie Newmar. Not... What about the have you have you have you never seen Black Dog or whatever that truck driver movie he was in was? Point Break. I'm... The I've first or was that Randy Travis? They're I've all the same, Break. really. The new one or the old one? Good. The new one doesn't 
There's a new the one? Wait, one. Wait, hold they on. Serious it. question. Yeah, there's it. a new one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They remade it. Why? There's a lot of Why? And it's there's a bad. lot of Canadian missing this cup. Hmm. Um, alright, so look, Ohana is Ohana is you're paying for a couple things. The view. The fireworks. You're paying at night. for the fireworks. If you get a view, if you get a view, there are seats that you don't. Oh, there's a, the, there's the restaurant a, is decent size. It's there's huge. a lot of seats you, you don't be, get a view. Yeah. Uh, but you're paying. You're paying for the convenience of being right there near the Magic Kingdom. You are, and so I will say. Um, speaking of dining, if the the real deal here, and, I, and I, I think we've talked about it before, and I know Brant City have talked about it on Whistling Disney, and it's what we did in April. If you order Ohana to your room, totally worth it. By the way. Forty dollars feeds four people, easy. Like, how much do you get? Though? More than me, Sydney, Brant, and Stephanie could all eat. We had leftovers. I've seen Stephanie yeah. and Sydney, so I'm not really that. that yeah. Work. Yes, Stephanie eats more than you know, Mikey. Wait, 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 wait. But weren't you the guys who were like sharing but yeah, like but pork meals and stuff? Wait, what? Yeah, I like, don't know. Don't do I don't know how much I believe this because I can eat. I can dude, put it away. Dude, me, we were drunk. We ordered Ohana room service, and we had a gallon-sized bag still shower. of food. Seriously, the one the one gripe I have is that the bread pudding doesn't come with the fucking ice cream, and it's not warm. And I was pretty angry. Well, and you? The, well, look at the logistics of that. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say. <laughs> Uh, but that is that is a highlight. That bread pudding. The bread pudding's the best the part cream. about going to Ohana. Yeah, it is. That dessert is, and it's a standard dessert. So Ohana dinner is. If you had starters and appetizers, pretty good. But speaking of that, you can get that at the Tambu Lounge. Yes, you can. You can get the Ohana dinner at the Tambu Lounge, which starts serving drinks very early. They're on the breakfast menu, by the way. They are. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's a fruit drink. Yeah, That's right. And if, if Captain Crunch taught us anything, fruit is part of a well-balanced breakfast. It's got fruit, so that works. Um, it's in a fruit. So I will highlight, so Tambu Lounge also serves food, and I would argue that Tambu Lounge lunch menu is probably one of my favorite menus in the poly. Um, Old pork nachos for the win. You're getting the lapu-lapu. You're getting the back scratcher. You're getting the tropical macaw. Um because they're macaws? No, because of their claws. For for lunch, you're getting, you know, you can get a pork chop, you can get a filet, you can get a burger. It's going to be a little more expensive than if you went over to Kona or Captain Cook's, but I think your food quality is going to be a little higher at Tambu. It's probably come out of the same kitchen. Yeah, it's definitely come out of the same kitchen as yeah, Ohana. I would assume so. Probably, but it's the same kitchen as Ohana. Um, you're probably the convenience factor of not being surrounded by a whole lot of families. Yes. Right. I wonder, you and, know, but I also wonder if the food might be a little bit fresher. It's right there. It's probably mm-hmm. coming. Well, the food from Tambu is coming from Ohana because you're yeah. getting the pot stickers, right. you're getting the sticky wings, you can get the salad from Ohana. The, right. But I'm just curious, just for the simple reason that, you know, when they're serving it in the restaurant, they have to have a lot of it prepared and ready to go. And they got to wait for the whole table's yep. order to get ready. Whereas exactly. if you're at a bar, it's your fucking wings. You're also getting mm-hmm. sushi from exactly. the sushi bar over by Kona at Tambu. 
Um, which which apparently has good sushi. I, I've never had can, yeah, their sushi. Can, their coffee. can we talk about that sushi I, real I, quick? I, because I didn't know there was a sushi bar. Dude, I've stayed and, there. Yeah, I've stayed there like and eaten at Kona. had no fucking idea it was there. Yes, there is. I've gotten coffee from there. And let me tell you something. The coffee, Kona Island, that's it. Uh, the coffee there is great. But is, I mean, is it Kona Island only does sushi? Or is sushi additional to other so food I've items? I've always thought, now that Scott items. mentions the coffee, I have seen people getting coffee there in the, the morning. Um, but it's mm-hmm. listed on my Disney experience as American and sushi. Um, on There's some other pastries there. They have like cinnamon rolls and macadamia uh, crusted cookies oh and stuff. Oh my god. Cinnamon roll sushi. No. Why is that not a thing? They don't, they don't have that. cinnamon roll sushi. Not yet. Not ever. It's all rolled. No. Mikey. Why no. the fuck don't you? So, now, Many reasons why not. To cl- just wait, hold on. To quote to quote Mikey, just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, should. you should. I thought that was Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yes. Yes. Big Sick Daddy Park. Jeff Goldblum. I bring it up quite a bit because that's like the greatest film ever. Um, so should I cover Kona lunch, dinner, or breakfast? I've had the breakfast and it was shitty. So the, I see. I've had the breakfast. It's good. I've had the dinner and it was shit. I love Tonga toast. So it's not the in same. April, it's not, in, in, in April, um, me, Stephanie, C uh, Madge, and the lovely Jennifer Goodman all ate at Kona for breakfast, and I don't think any of us liked it. Uh, Jennifer had the loco moco, which she wasn't impressed with. Um, me and Stephanie and, and C-Madge all ordered the uh, Polynesian egg platter, which comes with two eggs, and you get potatoes and um, your choice of ham or uh, sp- Rudy, spam bacon or sausage. The Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Breakfast. So the problem I had with this is most of the menu is sweet, and I'm not a big well, sweets guy. Well, Polynesian, yeah. They like spam and sweets. I don't – I'm just not a sweets guy. So the breakfast wasn't m- – it wasn't anything to write home about, in my opinion. Now, looking at the lunch menu, which I've never had, a lot of this looks really good. Um, you know, the pot stickers have the sticky wings still. Um, ginger soy chicken, pork belly noodle bowl sounds fucking incredible. Um, dashi with today's fresh catch. Dashi with any fish is going to be probably pretty good. Um, and you could also. What's dashi, dashi is here? For the most part, what is dashi? I have no idea what that is. Isn't he the guy from Big Hero 6? <laughs> yeah, he's a dead guy. Yes. I'll Allegedly. read you the actual definition. The alleged dead guy. The older brother. Dashi is here. Dashi is a... Is, is based... See, Scott, Scott, don't do it. Don't do it because you're okay. going to fuck it all up. I'm not going to fuck it up. It's a it's a broth. Right. It's it's essentially a mushroom broth. It's going to be... Yeah. It's a very strongly what... flavored mushroom broth. So uh, to wrap up at Kona, you can get sushi there. Uh, Kona's going to also have a dinner menu, which isn't much different than the lunch it, menu. It's not it's that essentially good. the exact it's same thing. Um, Alright, Captain Cook's where Mikey did most of, or part of his eating the other day in the $60 a day um, episode. Now the one thing that I I hear come up... I did, I did breakfast. Right, at Captain Cook's. It was me. I, it's me. I did my oh, lunch there. Oh, it was Scott. Okay, it was lunch. I'm oh, you, sure you did I lunch. Okay, okay. There. So it got brought up the other day in the episode. Now the one thing, the, the one toast. meal on this menu that I keep hearing brought up on multiple other podcasts is these Thai coconut meatballs. And I have never had them, but I've heard they're great. That, the nachos, and the pork sandwich no, are supposed not. to be fucking amazing. 
the only, one and only time we ever ate at Captain Cook's, they were out of the Thai fucking meatballs. I had to get a cheeseburger, and it was the most horriblest, worst cheeseburger Why I ever had in my life. Order a aside from here? Cosmic Ray's cheeseburger. Why would you it order a cheeseburger horrible. here? <laughs> Do you, have you met Tim? It was the only thing on the menu he would eat at that point. <laughs> it, 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 it had no bones and didn't well, swim. The, the thing is, what, what, if I get my heart set on something and told I can't have it, then I just go, you know what, we'll give me a fucking cheeseburger. Or a slice so, of pizza. This menu looks fucking And great. you know what? It could have been the best cheeseburger ever crafted by Guy Fieri it himself. Still, it diner. was not. And he is still bitch about it because he couldn't get his fucking <laughs> meat. I, I tell you, you it, correct, it was not. It was a horrible... <laughs> Captain Cook's is, is, is got some good food. There. It, and, it looks and good. I, and I will say the uh, the pulled pork the pulled pork burger or the pulled pork sandwich. The Aloha pork sandwich, sir. Aloha pork sandwich. I don't remember what I had, but whatever I had, it was. Good. Um, I think that's what you. This had. is the third time this pork. episode Scott has mentioned pulling his pork. I just want to go on record with that because I've been paying like attention. What is this like the fucking? What is it, Candyman? You say it three times and he shows up. Um, <laughs> Beetle well, juice. Beetle been juice. Nachos Beetle and sandwich and then um, burger. Now we had the pulled pork nachos, and I think these pulled pork nachos are the same ones that they bring to the Tambu Lounge. And they they're real fucking good. <laughs> now, I'm going to talk about both of the pool bars slash food menus at the same time because the Barefoot Pool Bar is serviced by the Oasis Bar and Grill, which is the adult pool, the quiet pool for their food. Um, and the drinks are essentially the same. Um, barefoot was a fun time when we were there, but it's just... it's. They're not free poured drinks. I think a lot of them come out of a machine. It wasn't that great when we were there. I mean, it was all right. Um, now the food is going to be very, very simple. Uh, they're bringing, you know, shrimp wings, chicken nuggets, you know, s- stuff like that. Um, nothing to really write home about at the pool bars. But let's get to what we really want to talk about with food and drinks, which is Trader Sam's, right? Right. That's what, so I've heard. That's what we've all been waiting for. Um. Long as you're not looking for the Nautilus. Yeah, they're probably re- they're probably coming out with a new version. Yeah, do you think that's what it is? You- yeah. Oh, without a doubt, because every oh, few months, every few months they change the glasses yeah. up. They change the color. What if it was yellow? A yellow submarine. <laughs> a yellow Nautilus, and it looked oh. like the submarine from Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> well, four of us, four fifths of us would like that. Three fifths. Three-fifths. Oh, that's right, three-fifths. I mean... Adam Adam just didn't I'm get as much hate. Do you even math? Well, Adam just didn't get as much hate. Yeah. It's because everyone just hates on me I, I didn't say a I'm word, not an angry, so honest, no one hated man, on me. Um, <laughs> I think I'm an angry, honest man, and everyone can't handle the fucking truth, Tom Cruise. Well, Trenton, you're wrong, but that's your opinion. Right. You're allowed to be wrong. You're more than welcome to be. doesn't matter. We did a bar review of, of Trader Sam's. Uh, back on episode 52. Tim and Adam, what what on this appetizer menu did we not order? We ordered, we ordered everything. everything. There was nothing that we didn't order. Yeah, I think we Want to see my credit card statement? We, yeah, I, th- I think we ordered everything. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we'd like one of that, each. And they looked at them, and, and, and as a Ron Swanson, I know what I'm about, That's son. exactly what we did. That's right, a right. party platter that feeds 12. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. I... Th- I'm afraid you heard me when I said I want a lot of bacon, but what I said I was all, I all of the bacon you have. You have. <laughs> so, so yeah, Tim said I want this, and he pointed to the so, menu. Well, that's pretty much what we did. We, we've been there. We've had the Nautilus. We've had the Aua. 
We've had the hippopotami tie. We've had the shrunken zombie oh, head, the Krakatoa. There, there's not a yep. bad drink I in have... this place, I don't think. No, there was. No, there was the haunted mansion the, drink, the ghost drink, the fart drink, the the special drink for the Halloween. That's what Damon called it. Ooh, that drink was fucking disgusting. I don't know what. If the it was hell a ghost was drink, I'm assuming it had some cream-based liqueur. No, no, it wasn't. It was just gross. What? It's Halloween. Why would you? Why wouldn't you just? You got the shrunken zombie the head. Cup. You don't need anything else. No, no we had to get awesome. the haunted mansion tiki. So let's go. Oh, that's mug. what that. And you had to get the drink with, with it. The drink. You couldn't get just the mug. The drink was gross. I've, so I've had a couple of the drinks here, or I've sampled them from other sheeters, former sheeters, and <laughs> they're pretty good. I mean, I to be honest, I was probably the first person. I took my uh, my lapu lapu pineapple to Trader Sam's with me. You only paved the way for greatness. You you invented the traveling I'm pineapple. Just saying. It went everywhere I went that night, which was... What's everyone's favorite drink at Trader Sam's? Mm. Well, the ones people let me taste of theirs, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's very economical, Trenton. So, I think the Nautilus is the best-tasting drink here. Literally. If we're looking at, um, like, specialty drinks, then yes. If we're looking at not-so-specialty drinks, I really like the... Tropical dark. The dark like tro- it's five. the dark and tropical stormy, sir. That's the one with the frenulum in it. They all have frenulum. Almost all the drinks in Trader Sam's have frenulums. See, if you remove, if you remove the Nautilus, because the Nautilus is listed technically uh, as a multi-person drink. Yeah. And I'm using. So is the Aoa though. I drank through. I drank out of. Multiple. I'll go with the, the Krakatoa if it's if I can yeah. have the Nautilus. I'll go with the Krakatoa. The Krakatoa punch is nice. I can. Which one has a, a lot of like a cinnamon flavor? Is that the oh or the crack? Oh, they literally give you okay. cinnamon to sprinkle on the fire. Cinnamon yes, sparks. yes, I had that. I, I love cinnamon. I really I like that. The, oh, too. that was a good one. Now the hippopotamai tie is also a good one. Yes, um, and the best name of a drink on property. I really can't think of a bad, really bad. Yeah, drink. I never had a bad drink at Trader Sam's. Except for the whole, the one that came. From now, the does anybody room? think that they can't ever change the tiki room now because of Trader Sam's being kind of it's complete play right off of the tiki room? Well, it's the tiki room. It's Jock Lindsay's. It's the Jungle Cruise. It's a it's an amalgam. I mean, there's a drink called the Tiki 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 Rum. Yeah. Yes. They'll never change the tiki room anyway. Why would you need They've to change changed the, tiki the tiki room before? Room. And it caught on fire, so they listened to the gods and changed it back. That's fine, but it's always been the tiki room. Well, it caught on fire because the tiki gods were angered by putting shitty IPs. Shitty IPs? Are you calling Aladdin a shitty no. IP? Yeah, Iago. Iago is a shitty IP. What's wrong with it? You just don't like Gilbert no, Gottfried. No, I like Gilbert Gottfried. Iago does not belong in... What I'm calling is... You're going to put an Arabian and an African IP in a Polynesian setting. That's shitty. It did not need them. It did not need them. And I'm glad they brought back the original Tiki Room. Scott, have you ever been to Trader Sam's? Well, you see, but I think it was kind of smart. I mean, this is totally off topic. But this is is the most on topic thing we've gone off track (laughs) with so far. No, but um, when you truly think about it, if they didn't do that first, I don't think you would have the tiki room now. What? 
because Wait, what do you mean? Um, it brought more traffic to the original when they actually I get opened it. it. I get what you're saying. If they didn't change it and kept it the same, it probably would have died. Um, Scott, have you been to Trader Sam's? I've never been to Trader Sam's yet. Yet that will change. With with all there is to eat and drink at the Polynesian, there's still plenty to do outside of that. And Mikey's about to tell us about some wonderful extracurricular activities at the Polynesian Village Resort. So yeah, I'm looking at extracurricular activities at the Poly. And while I was looking at some of the stuff you can do now, I wanted to touch on some of the stuff you could do then. Like when the Poly was new. Um, originally... They had plans to offer surfing at the resort when it opened. And in the mid, in the, in, well, in the early 70s, a guy named, <laughs> not too much to drink for this shit, a guy named Dick Nunes, <laughs> or no, <laughs> he was, he was, he was vice president of park operations. <laughs> He had them engineer and build a large wave machine um, to simulate waves crashing into uh, the western beach of the Polynesian village. And that beach was going to be named Surf Rider Beach. Unfortunately, the machine was over-engineered for the body of water it was to perform in, and it created quite a bit of beach erosion. Whenever they uh, they would use it, so so think of this as the wave pool from Typhoon Lagoon, except the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon is almost a hundred yards long. This wave started about twenty five yards from the beach, so you can imagine the erosion that's going to take place on a natural swamp. Because because when a wave starts and as it approaches its breaking point, it expands exponentially. Yes, it does. So you know. A 20-yard wave 60 yards away is a lot wider than 20 yards now by the time it hits the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Also, there's a lot of boat traffic around the Polynesian village. And those waves were playing playing hell with the boats going to and from uh, the park or excursions and stuff like that. So there there were several factors that caused them to, uh, to stop the wave pool. They actually... Didn't give up on it, though. Like, they shut it down shortly after they started it, but then someone decided, hey, we got this this wave pool thing. Let's try it. There's this wave. Let's whatever. And, like, in the mid-'80s, they gave it another shot. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. Shit ain't working. So they they didn't sink it, like, is uh, the popular opinion. They did dismantle it and just get rid of it or remove it or put it in Typhoon Lagoon. Did I'm not they sure. Did dismantle it or is it still there? The, Cuz I no, think it's, it was still it's, there. No, it's it's what I've read is they dismantled it and removed it. Cuz I thought what it I read. was launched off of um, that island. Yes. It was, and that they didn't bother doing anything with it because it would have been more right. money to take it, was, it down than to actually It was, do it stuff. was originally launched off of that that island. They have they have since removed it, but it was a it was there up until a few years ago. Like they have now since removed it, because so be, because of the contamination of the hydraulics and the metal inside the the lake and the, the lagoon. So they had to they had to remove it eventually. Um, back in the seventies, they had a swimming platform out in the middle of the lake. You could ski. 
that you could go out there and jump off of, and you could swim, and you could you could ski, you could damn near surf. When the Polynesian Resort first opened, there was the prospect of having surfing on Seven Seas Lagoon with the wave pool and water activities on the wave pool. Um, wonderfully thought out, just mildly poorly executed. Well, Dick wanted to bring surfing specifically to the poly and he or to Disney World and he was like, hey, this is my chance. This is a Hawaiian-ish themed resort. We can make this happen. We have water, we have sand. Why can't we surf? And and it's not that you couldn't surf. It's just that you couldn't beach. Mm-hmm. So You could you could beach or you could surf, but you can't beach and surf. You can't, you can't do both. And now you can't beach. Yeah. Or surf. Hey beach beats surfing any uh, day, you can man. Go to the beach but now they have that weird like net wall netting wall so outside of outside of the water sports you can still you can still rent boats you can still rent pontoons and and the the sea sprites right mikey you can scott but also during the 70s you could rent more than just pontoons and sea sprites which sounds like a sea nymph for a water fairy but whatever (laughs) you can also hey listen here you're not wet Back in the 70s, there was a ver- there were two very unique watercraft at the Polynesian that you could that you could uh, you could rent one and this this really I'm kind of pissed off it's not there anymore. It's called the Eastern Winds. It's a 65 foot long Chinese junker. It was built in Hong Kong back in the 60s and it's it made its way to Disney via several owners, one of which Broadway Joe Namath and uh, at Disney it was kind of renovated and they used it as, as a floating nightclub and they would also uh, rent it out for private charters on the Seven Seas Lagoon. Well, I mean, if it, if, it, um, if it's connected to Joe Namath, I mean, rightfully so, it's going to be basically a floating nightclub. And it's going to exactly. hit on reporters on the That's, sideline of a jet ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a fur coat. Don't get in the way of Broadway Joe. Sorry, Susie Colbert. I'm sorry to that fur jacket that now, he was wearing. <laughs> that was a that 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 is about as pimplicious as Talk you get the right 70s. there. That motherfucker was ready. He's going back. Oh, dude, going yeah, back in time, dude. Broad, first of all, it, it, think back to like the sixties and seventies. Broadway Joe Namath. Joe Namath was just the pimp of pimps. No, I like watching old clips of Joe Namath get ready to go out and throw the football and he's sitting on the sideline like smoking a fucking cigarette. You're like, yeah. smoking oh, a cigar no. and a fur coat, man. That's because you, you look at football in the 70s and yep. then you look at football today and you're like, what the hell has happened? Hey, Scott. Yes. The Chinese junk wasn't the only amazing boat you could check out at the Polynesian Village Resort. No, sir, it was not. If you were lucky enough, you could score the war boat, the war canoe. Um, it was a 40-foot-long Polynesian war canoe that offered excursions from the beach where you would get on and on the beach to Polly, and then you would go out to other islands in Seven Seas. And, like, I, don't, I think they were trying to, like, make you feel like you were getting in the war party canoe and going and attacking another thing. But really, you just went from... You'd head out there, and then they would reach the island and i guess i guess you'd get off I, I don't i couldn't find a whole lot on it okay so i only found three pictures it looked badass and once again like anything badass at disney it goes away and you're like well son of a bitch where's my chinese junker which doesn't fit in the polynesian but whatever uh, but fucking war canoe yeah so this was a this was a hand carved war canoe 
And it was and it was essentially a canoe with a uh, like the the apparatus on one side of the boat where like think it's an outrigger outrigger that's outrigger. that's what it is. Think back to like Moana. This was like an outrigger in the style of like Moana, where where you would get on this boat and it was it was can it was manned by think back to like the Davy Crockett Explorer canoes. It was manned by two people, one one in front, one behind, two cast members, one one in the front, one behind, and they basically yell at you. Is that fore and aft? Fore and aft, yes. And they would basically kind of make you row your own damn boat. Ron Swanson, paddle your own canoe. <laughs> paddle your own canoe. Yes. And I miss these things. Like I grew up going on the. They still have it in Disneyland. They do. I miss that because, like, the Davy Crockett can, River can, River Explorer canoes were one of my favorites. You see, but. But here's the thing. Can you imagine kids now oh God, no. with their iPhones and iPads oh God, no. trying to paddle a canoe no, while trying I'm to do a selfie? Disney also had something kind of uh, what was probably innovative back in the day, but maybe not so much now. They had these little things that um, they were basically called a, a bob-around boat, which, which looked like a tiny carousel. It was round and it had a little carousel style canopy and like a six foot tall flag hanging off the end of it, just begging for a thunderstorm to reach out and touch it. But you'd, and if, if you can imagine the way boats are constructed, is they're constructed, you know, um, with symmetry down a lateral line to help with navigation, but these fuckers were round. If you've ever tried to pilot a bumper boat, you realize that with no good keel system, it's tough to really go straight. You just kind of spin in circles. But they put these. They were they were kind of like bumper boats, weren't they? Well, they were. I mean, they would they would seat like four to five, so they were much larger than a bumper boat, and you, you'd sit around it. Oh, carousel yeah. style. And and if you look at some of the old school Polynesian resort uh, literature, you'll see some of them pictured. But you gotta like really squint with a magnifying glass. But the, I only really bring them up because they were electric, and and you could rent them, but. They got rid of them because the batteries kept dying. The technology wasn't that great back in the 70s. And the batteries would die while people were out and about in their bob-around boat and effectively leave them completely stranded in Seven Seas Lagoon. <laughs> oh, so it's With like a the wave pool Walmart, going right? on and fucking friendship boats cruising by them. It's but they did have an onboard, uh, an onboard radio you could tune yourself. It was an independent radio, so, you know... Uh, there's that, but yes, Scott. Let's talk about what you can do wait, there wait, now. Wait, wait. I, I just before you get to now. Oh, yes. am I, I am I remembering this correctly, or am I off base? Didn't they have some kind of fucking ski show? They did. All these yes. acrobatic the, 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 that like was the diamond. No, they had that Wasn't Epcot. They, where they sit on each other's shoulders and they fucking. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was the no, same. This, this was the poly. And then Goofy would of... fucking come out too, and he'd be in the, the, the pyramid. Well, I, I don't know about that. I know Epcot had a ski show with like fucking kites and shit and is a daytime fireworks kites and ski well, yeah, show I remember that that was at the, Epcot. the jubilee um yeah that 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 was that was why did but I thought I remember who a uh, uh, acrobatic Coyote. ski show No no there was there was a uh, the, the Walt Beach. Disney World water ski show was at the Polynesian Resort and it was Goofy Donald Pluto would be on the beach Pluto would Pluto Goofy and Donald would all water ski and they yeah, no, there was a water ski show. Yes. So Pluto can't swim. A doggy paddle. Hmm. Now, 
Mikey. God, could you imagine falling off of that in your costume? Mm. You better be damn good at what you do. You, you, you better, better be ready to strip that costume off, or you're sinking. <laughs> fucking a. Yeah. So, so t- today, what can you? What can one do at the Polynesian Resort today? Well, obviously, and Tritton has mentioned this a couple times. You've got the pools. You've got that that great big, and it's really well themed. The lava pool, which you know was refurbished in what 2015, 2014? It's pretty, 2015. Uh, yeah, 2014. Yeah, no, we it's a like seventeen. Well, it's a pretty incredible pool. The walls were up in 2014 while they were working on it when we went down there. So obviously, it came after that. So, so not only is the anyway, lava pool great, but got, that kids area is really cool. The well, yeah, you've also awesome. got that that splash pad kind of play area. Which, let's be honest, if you've got kids and you're worried about making sure they don't drown, the splash pad is really a, a fun place to go to because it's it's not it's not very deep. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at deepest, toenail deep. <laughs> Unless they look up and they get a whole bucket of water on their face, then they could drown in like zero inches of water. But you know what? Never would happen. Disney. Uh, and you've also got um, you've got you've got the hot tub at the lava pool. The lava pool has like. Uh, a fucking big ass slide. Here's where I'm gonna complain about the lava pool. I am, and also the and Brant, Brant and Sydney Burke and Stephanie, my Stephanie, can back me up on this. The hot tub has a clearly posted sign that no children under the age of twelve without an adult should be in the hot tub. You're gonna get that everywhere you go, though. It's just everywhere. very fucking annoying when four adults it's are trying to go over there just, with just their exclusive. drinks. Exclusive. Wherever there's a hot tub, kids are gonna want. I get it. it. But when there's a sign posted, I expect Disney to enforce it. If but if we would have known that the Oasis pool was a quiet pool, we would have gone there. But Oasis pool. Well, Tritton, it's it's it, it's a quiet pool in that there's no slide and great theming. It's not a quiet pool in that it's a no children allowed pool. It's it an all ages pool. Do we, agree, do we agree that there should well, be more no children areas in Disney? The Oasis pool is the DVC pool now. Is it? But it's still considered the quiet pool. Well, it's because it's the closest to the DVC building. Oh, I Most didn't see that on my research. Most of the DVC are usually considered the quiet pools because they're not Now, Scott, you might not agree with this, but do you not think there should be more areas in Disney that are adults only? Yes, he does because of Bo Peep's burlesque. No, but he gets what I'm saying. There should be more pools that are more adult-oriented. There's not... Right, I mean, there's there's lots I of agree. adults that go to I Disney by themselves. I don't know if I want to no. swim in an adult-oriented no, pool. See, here's the thing with the, with the pools. <laughs> well, they have adult-only pools on the cruise ships. They do. They have yes, they, they have do. an adult-only pool in. And I'm looking the forward to that. But I'm talking at the Oasis. The Oasis pool should be an adult-only pool. No, it probably it's is hard, almost. I mean, it, it's not like on paper it doesn't say adult-only, but I would probably say that over the course of a day. Six to ten kids tops let's, all let's fucking days. No and ironically, to twelve to let's fifteen let's adults. He's one of the two people on the show that have kids. So I look, and neither of them have stayed at the poly. So yeah, no, no, I, I yeah, said see, I, I asked in general. I have stayed at the boardwalk, and that has a very well themed pool with a, a great big clown, clown. but it also has a quiet pool. Now I took Ethan to the quiet pool, and. Yes, it is definitely more quiet, but, but it's also the fact that there's not a lot going on there. There's no bar there. There's no water slide there. There's no fun activities you see, there. But you have to be careful because that's the difference at the it has a bar. There's a there bar at the quiet bar. Nice bar. 
and that's the one that mm. has the food. It has very adult food too. It's very mm. upscale salads. It's very. It also has the cabanas, yeah. right? And it does have a jacuzzi. I just think there should be more areas in Disney, personally, that only cater to adults, without children. Yeah, but you got to remember, Trenton. The majority of Disney's guests are adults with kids. No, I get it. No, I get the majority. I'm not asking for a whole park. Like, I'm not, not asking just, for... Not just like 51%. It's more like 89%. I'm not asking for... Uh, I'm... Yeah. All I'm saying, I'm not asking for an acre. I'm asking for a pool at a resort. That's an acre. But, Mikey... Mathematically, that's about an acre. That's about an acre. But, Mikey, at the lava pool, <laughs> um, that's where Stephanie won her Polynesian Cup playing bingo. That was fun. I mean, they do bingo and dance parties and shit all day long at that. I'm point. sure there were no kids playing bingo. Oh no, there were. Stephanie was the biggest kid playing bingo at that fucking pool. Trenton, I think don't most of the pools have like some type of a midday game activity kind of thing. I mean, was 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 the bingo it, midday? It was about midday. Like, yeah, we were we were there about twelve or one. Um, now I know All Stars. So the only place we ever stayed was the All Stars, and they do music and dancing all day with hula hoop contests and stuff. But it's not something I actually expected at the Poly. There's, I know for a fact they have it at um, Animal Kingdom because we were drinking at the bar when one of the parties was going on. I know they have it at uh, Fort Wilderness because you know. Anyway. And I know they also have it at Pop. Because I think there was something going every hour. Yeah, there's something always going. I, I, yeah, I, w- I would imagine most every pool area has some mm-hmm. type of a side activity going on, yes. just to keep kids busy. And you know what? When most kids are in the park, there's probably only 15, 20 kids involved in that. Oh no, the pop, the pop pool is no. popping. Okay. Okay. Well, then avoid that area like the Plagway. No, so this last trip, we, we would take the mid-afternoon break and take Ethan to the pool. And I'll tell you what, the, the lifeguards there, the, the entertainment directors at the pool, do a wonderful job. And they're fun games for kids to play. Like this next trip, obviously the last trip, Ethan was only three, so it re- wasn't really up his alley. But this next trip, he's going to he's gonna do a lot of those games. He's going to look for his Wendy Peppercorn. Fuck yeah. I'm looking for my Wendy Peppercorn. You know, Scott, in addition to pools... Is the, is there not a show at the Poly? You've still... Well, you've still got Watercraft. Okay. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Uh, we'll I was, that I was trying to. No, I, I didn't because that's technically a place to eat. So I didn't research that. So you've still got Watercraft rentals. You've got fishing charters. You've got the sea racers. And uh, big-ass, uh, you know... Storm the beaches of Normandy styled pontoon boats that you can rent for a fee and they'll let you drive them. You know, renting a boat ain't cheap at Disney. Sea racers aren't bad, but you're misled with the name racer. They're not that fast. They're throttled. They're governed. So I'm going to go I'm going to go on limb. And, and this is the, the redneck Mikey Disney on a budget version of if, if renting a boat's a little too bougie for your blood. I got something to pack almost an entire day at the Poly on a on 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 a, on a serious budget. So first, you can get up, you can go for a quick jog on the jogging trail. They've got a jogging trail there at the Poly. It heads toward the Grand Floridian and comes back. I want to say it's like two miles if you go out there and come back. 
want to say it might actually be longer. Yeah, it does like two and a half. Because a lot of people train for the um, races on it. Okay. Well, from what I've read, it's a nice, well-maintained trail. Do it early, though, because there's not a lot of shade once you get further away from the resort. We we walked walked it once. And it's a really nice walk. It's really not that bad at all. Uh, you, You get back to the hotel. You've jogged. Take a shower. And you go down to the lobby, and you get there in time. You, you can do the free two-hour hula class, and you can learn how to, you know, twerk your ass like a native. They'll even teach you some chants and other dances from Hawaii and Tahiti. The lady giving the class, Aunt Kauai, or I don't know, it's not English. Um, you can, she, she's been teaching hula for 50 years. How is she moving? Honest to God. She will lead the class, teach you to hula, learn some chants. Tahitian stuff. Uh, that's like two hours, and and you're moving, and you're meeting other people. It's a great time. Go do that. You know, then you can hang out at the pool. You know, you know, whatever. In the afternoon, you grab some buddies, you grab some friends, you grab some sheeters. You hit up the beach volleyball. All right, and you play some volleyball, fucking Top Gun style. Okay, that's when Val Kilmer was in his prime. So you're out there spiking over there at the volleyball. It's by the lava pool. But don't spend all night uh, or all, all day there because you're going to want to go to the pool to catch a movie. They show a movie every night at the pool. Hang out at the pool. Watch the movie. But then leave the pool. Go to the beach. So you can watch a different movie. But more importantly, you can roast marshmallows. At the beach. They got a, a gas fire pit out there. They'll give you a, skewer, a bamboo skewer and a marshmallow. You roast a marshmallow. We did this. Uh, wasn't a lot of people there doing it. I don't know if people are afraid of marshmallows or what the deal was, but there was like four people roasting marshmallows. I had six. Wasn't even wasn't even stand the poly. Whatever. Um, it was a good time. It was, uh, the cast members almost begging people to come roast a marshmallow. The poor girl was standing there. With marshmallows and skewers, roast. And I'm like, I'll roast a shit out of some marshmallows. You know, they don't have. Well, again, Mikey, Mikey, you're talking about like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, and wishes about to go on. Everybody's stuck over at the the magic. Well, it's a good damn thing you're at the beach at eight thirty, nine o'clock, and wishes about to go on because then after you've had your fill of marshmallows, you stake your spot out. If you're lucky, you get a hammock. Wishes is never happening again, by the way. You're right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna go back in time. You 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 can you can get a spot. St- and I'm out my my notes. I actually call it happily ever or I call it the nighttime fireworks because it could be hollow wishes. <laughs> you get your spot, catch the fireworks from Magic Kingdom, and also get a great view of the electrical water pageant as it cruises by. And that's damn near a full day of shit to do at the Polynesian Village Resort. That costs nothing short of your food and drinks. There you go. Well, I'd like to also add that you can watch the uh, torch lighting ceremony as well. Yes, and that's and that's a fun ceremony to watch, to kind of be not, but not just to watch, but to like to just be a part of. So with with all the fun extracurricular activities at the poly, there's still, I mean, you still got to have a nice room, and there's plenty of rooms available. Uh, for regular resort guests, and here to tell a few stories 
some of the best rooms, some of the tips that you may need to know when checking into the poly, because a lot of our sheeters have been checking into the poly recently. Looking at, when you start looking at this, especially because I just did the research because, again, I'm DVC. I don't necessarily stay in the standard rooms. There's a whole bunch of selections that you can choose from when you actually start choosing rooms. You have Park View and Seven Seas Lagoon View. You have just a Lagoon View, Standard View, Pool and Marina View, Garden View, and the list keeps on going from there. Um, some of these are club level, and some of them are not. Now, it really depends on what you're looking for and what you want your room to do. If you want to be close to... If you want to be close to the Great Ceremonial House, Fiji, the Tonga Suites, Rarotonga, Nui, and Samoa are the closest to the main house. However, the DVC rooms are an awesome bet, especially if you don't if you're going to Epcot, just for the simple reason that you can walk from a lot of those resorts to the TCC. You only have to go through you go through the bag check, and you can hop on either one of the monorails. Some of the DVC resort rooms are actually. It's actually closer to get to the monorail from there to the TTC than it is to the main house. So, I mean, it really depends on what you're looking for. You have to be super careful if you're getting placed in a older style room that was pre-renoed. Because the second story does not have any kind of balcony in some of the older rooms. So... First floor has a like a little like lanai kind of area, I guess you would call it, because it's a it's a, it's a, it's a and lanai. The third story, and the third floor will have a balcony. Second story has a fake balcony, which is kind of a grate in front of it. And this is only in the older style rooms. A lot of the rooms that you used to be able to see the castle from, you no longer can see the castle from due to the simple reason because of the bungalows. This has affected Hawaii and any almost all the other. Hawaii is the concierge level. Pretty much everything and, all, and pretty much everything on that lakefront. I mean, those are all well, unless you're on the the top floor, you're getting a view of that bungalow. Everything on the eastern side no. of the resort. Yeah. Well, I mean, they changed that to the point where they didn't want you staring at a bungalow, so they put some planting in. So now you get forest, which is kind of cool because it kind of separates you a little bit from the necessarily the walkway or what have you. My room is shit in April. You see, our room in Hawaii, we had no view, but... I mean, we were, we were in Morea. We were, we were in Morea, <laughs> and we were on the non-Lakeview side, and it was all... Like, there was a tree, like, two feet from our fucking balcony, and, and what the top floor, floor and on? all I could hear was fucking okay. go, like the golf carts going by hearing towels from like 7 o'clock in the morning um there is some kind of tricks you can use if you get a garden view room and this is only for the DVC this is the only confined for Tokilau you might get like a somewhat sideways kind of theme park view from them but it has to be garden view it can't be the standard view and these are rooms 2901, 2913, 2939 to 2948, and 3901 to 3913, and 3939 to 3948. These are not straight-on views, but if you notice, they're all on the second floor. There are no 
real theme park views from the first floor anymore. We did the walk almost daily to the TTC when we stayed. Now, the only way... There's only a... There's maybe like 15 rooms on the first floor that you can get a theme park view, and that's in Morea. But... Not anymore. No, no, no. They're still there, but you're like on the very, very, very far corner, and you're also facing the uh, the dock for the the transportation center uh yeah they it's not as good as no i mean you see you, you see space the, uh, Ma- space mountain right that's what i'm saying like they, when they usually mean theme park view you can see the fireworks space the views that you're looking at from that area are not necessarily yeah your your fireworks view is going to be blocked by uh by the bungalows there mm-hmm Exactly, and that's that's kind of what they actually had to downgrade a lot of the rooms in Hawaii because of that. Well, you'll you'll catch the tip of the fireworks, but just the tip. Mm, not from the first floor, you won't. <laughs> the first floor at this point is totally blocked. Yeah, just go to the beach. go to the beach. Yeah, the beach is awesome. We've watched the fireworks mm-hmm. there. It's a great place to watch the fireworks with our free beers from the King Kamehameha Club, which was pretty awesome. As for the rooms themselves. Most of them have two queen beds and one day bed and fit up to five adults. This is the only DVC resort that doesn't have a one bedroom, two bedroom, or or family suite. You can only get the. Um, they have a two bedroom. It's just gonna cost you. No, they do not. Well, it's yeah, it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg. It's a bungalow. <laughs> it's there's no official two bedroom. There might be a connecting room. Well, no, the 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 bungalows are two what, bedrooms. Right, but there's no official no. two. What I'm talking about, the, it, it's not considered a two bed. The bungalows are not counted as two bedrooms. Own category yeah, they're, they're, all in itself. Yeah, the bungalows are a separate category. When you're looking at DVC, you have one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, and the suites. Well, the, just the standard. Well, the bungalows are only DVC, are they not? No, you can buy. No, them. you can rent them. Okay, you can pay really? for them. Yep. Very you can rent it. You can buy a DVC. Yes, you can also rent a regular DVC. Yeah, room I kind of want to look at the uh, the price per night. Uh, but most all, the only rooms you can really get are the deluxe studios. The cool thing about the deluxe studios, especially in the poly, if you've never stayed there before, and your DVC, you have two showers. Triton has shown us one of the showers <laughs> with Brand. So has Brand. <laughs> no comment. Or should I plead the fifth? I don't yeah, know how this no, works. You can't plead the fifth. It went live, motherfucker. Yeah. Just, just you can't plead the fifth. It's there. Yeah. Evidence. Plead the fifth. It's there. It's the Russians. <laughs> Essentially. The only thing that I found that I've never for- heard of before was the bedroom suite club level. And that's a one bedroom club level suite with views of the, views of the marina. And it's two queen beds and a day bed and sleeps up to five, which is weird for a suite. That's pretty much the same as the DVC room. Uh, DVC room. Well, this actually says it's a one bedroom. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if that means it has a separate bedroom or not. Or, I mean, it was on the um, actual DV, uh, actual Disney Parks website. Right, what if those are the old that's where I pulled that honeymoon from. suites and the junior honeymoon suites? It's definitely possible. But I mean, almost all the other, almost all the rooms here sleep up to five adults, somewhat comfortably. Other than that, this this resort has some great history. There's some kind of band that broke up there. They were okay. Some yeah. kind of band. Oasis. Overrated, Overrated really. Oasis. 
Yeah, it, it, there it was, was a band. It was, yes. uh, you ever seen the they movie Dewey the Cox, there. Walk Hard? It's that band. Oh, fuck you both. God damn. I, I, you know what? The majority spoken on that, Tim. We're okay. So, to, to circle back here, um, the bungalows, dollar price per night. Pretty bad, right? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, at the... Goes up to five thousand dollars At the peak, I saw that. the peak, December twenty-two to December thirty-one, four thousand three hundred and two dollars per night. Okay, and then that, the fun thing is that's not the most expensive room at the Poly. Nope. Because the most expensive room at the Poly went for four nine nine four. I think I saw. Um, that's the King Kamehameha Suite. Oh yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> One room versus how many bungalows are there? A lot. Twenty. Twenty. One, Twenty. Two. No, I'm just saying. I just found it funny that I thought it would be actually more expensive than the no, suite. because the King Kamehameha has a VIP um, guide with you. That's where oh, the celebrities stay. That makes sense then. So when you stay at the King Kamehameha Suite, you also get a VIP tour guide to the parks. And I think the King Kamehameha Suite is technically a three bedroom. Yes. Yes, it is. I don't think any of us. Uh, no. I think the worst part about that is that it's probably got a waiting list. Oh, oh no doubt. doubt. Well, because like Who celebrities, so this is people? a room for celebrities when they come and they stay there and they get their VIP suite. Um, c- celebrities don't get this room all that often. You also see them being put up at the... All of them. Yeah, castle. The, no, no, no. No, very they can't buy their way to the castle. The majority of it, from what I read... An- Animal Kingdom Lodge, Yacht and Beach Club. From what I read, Boardwalk and Yacht Boardwalk and Beach and Club and, and contemporary. John Stamos stays yeah. at the Grand Flow in that huge suite, but that's just John Stamos. Yeah. Mariah Carey stays at the Yacht and Beach Club. Uh, Snooky gets to stay at the Animal okay. Kingdom Lodge. And I'll let you make all your own jokes there. That's where she belongs. Did you say celebrities and Snookies? <laughs> <laughs> there is no way Snooky can afford. Oh no no I no there is no I I have stories about it. Snooky got to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can all make your own jokes there. In the savannah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the the Poly is a wonderful resort, and this was our chance to kind of rewind on the entire resort from start to finish. And we figured no better way to start than one of the first resorts that was ever opened at at the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, it's it's beautiful. I don't think any of us disagree with that statement right there. All right. So for those of us who've stayed at the resort, the first thing you do when you walk in, you get welcomed home. You get laid. Get laid. Laid. You do get laid. And if you happen to stay in Hawaii, you actually get escorted to your room. <laughs> You get, you get laid by an escort? Yes. Laid by an escort. Nice. It was awesome. King Kamai, my, my ass. Why do you think they call you? And, and you you're, the concierge will do any almost anything you ask of them. It's, it's creepy. It's bad. They, they scored cardboard boxes for us to bring our glassware home. Yes. Because, I mean... We, that's the only thing we used them for. That and because we had a slight issue with our um, flight home. Because we couldn't get our um, our Tragical Express didn't come on the door. So yeah. we asked. And that was because we had to take a different flight than we originally planned. 
but they're really super friendly. There, there hasn't been a bad cast member at the poly that we've run into yet. Mm. Triton, what was your experience like? So we didn't get laid when we first got there. The yep, the really? front. What uh, time did you get there? Around we left early. We left at about one, so we got there probably at seven or eight. And our cast member was kind of a bitch at the front desk. Yeah, really? we didn't get a lay. Um, she was kind of rude. Yeah, actually, the front desk was kind of a bad experience. In fact, I complained about my front desk experience to a manager. Yeah, no, wow. I, it was... That's upsetting. And then, you know, we got to... Um, actually, we got to our room, and front desk left us a message after we'd been at the parks all day and said that a, um, a customer or another uh, guest had left their thought they had left their luggage in the room and asked us to check for it. I checked for it and called the, the girl back at the front desk and was very nice and said it wasn't there, and she fucking hung up on me. So, uh, yeah, the poly... Would that be bad? No, that I called the front, front desk. desk. It was yeah. bad. No, it was pretty bad. Not to rain on everyone's fucking parade here. No, that's unfortunate, because I've never had a bad experience at poly. We had a bad experience at... Well, we had a weird experience at fucking... Not to mention Brant and Sydney's mattress issue. Oh, well. Well, they didn't report it. Well, they didn't know anywhere until they, they laid on our bed, and they were like, what the fuck? But I think someone... I think they had a bad... I think they had a... So, yeah, they had to change that mattress really quickly, and they just Right, I think that's what happened. Just like they were giving them a new yeah. coffee maker. Somebody broke the coffee maker, pissed or shit on the bed. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I th Yeah, I think the room got wrecked before they... Like, Steven Tyler was in that room before they were. And he only means that he's just incontinent because he's such an yeah. old fucking queen now. Yes. Oh. I thought he was because he was putting one in the stink. No, because he just wets the bed now. Yep. Well, he looks like an old woman now, so there's that. It's gra Granny Tyler. He looks like a grandmother that goes to Myrtle Beach too often. Yes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> he actually he actually kind of looks like my granny. And I can say that because I know she's not You know, the... My one time ever going to the poly, Adam was. I mean, we were we were basically just you go going to just see the poly because we were uh, staying obviously at uh, fucking uh, All Star Sports. But I was like, hey, let no, let's go to the poly. Uh, we went to the Contemporary. We had we had Chef Mickey's. We took the monorail to the poly. We got out and we had one interaction with a cast member and it was at the pin trading uh, area right there almost as soon as you get off the monorail I guess or before you get on the monorail it's right there and our cast member fucking amazing her name she said her name was Jersey because she was from Jersey I was like well that's not your real name and she just kind of looked at me and like whatever um, <laughs> but she was she was awesome like that that was our first real interaction with a cast member at Disney World short of you know our waitress at the at Chef Met because that's just, she's just really a waitress. So this is our first interaction with someone who wasn't actively taking money from us, and I, I can't say enough good stuff about her. Well, the other thing that will go down in poly history is that it was our first sheet. It was. Yes. Yeah. I was there before the I was a host. Yeah. And I tried to give Adam a hug when I first met him, and he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you no. don't do that. <laughs> but he, he did, he did hug me steps eventually. Back. Yes, and yeah, well, so did Lilo, and we know how uh, that, that is. That was Minnie. 
<laughs> oh. But yeah, so our first sheet up happened there. We got a new host, right? There, so, fucking Polly has some good memories. Yeah, the Polly was fun. Tim, you have any good memories? I have a lot of good memories of Polly, and the Polly was that resort where, as a kid, we never stayed on property. We'd always stay off property, and we'd always take the monorail back to the TTC, and you pass the Polly. And that was the one resort where I said, one day I'm going to stay here. One day I'm going to go to this resort, and I'm going to spend a week in this resort. And we made it happen. We bought it, DVC in the Poly in 2015, and it's my favorite resort to this day. This is a resort that I have been dying to stay at, and Andrea wants to set it so bad for a number of reasons, the access to the Magic Kingdom. But it's just a beautifully themed resort. It really is. And like I said, it okay. takes... I know you have to be careful with the monorail not working and all that stuff. Yeah. But... The only reason why... Because you said it was... If access to the Magic Kingdom is important... Stay at the Contemporary. You yeah, can, don't stay here. Don't through. get me started. Stay at the Contemporary. I, I, all I have to say is Uber. But I would say if, if, if it's important to be close to the Magic Kingdom, Contemporary is in walking distance. Yes, Contemporary is. And that's, and that's a... Big, big benefit since they added And the, the TTC with the monorail to Epcot is in walking distance. Well, only from the poly. All of it's in walking distance if you try hard enough. Well, no, because I want to say the poly, you can't walk from the poly to the... Um, no, you have, no to you, go, you have to go you to the TTC. Because it's a canal after the floor. Or you can take the boat directly from the poly to the Magic Kingdom that holds 32 people. That is the only thing that's running after 10 o'clock. Not the ferry boat or the express monorail from the TTC. So good luck. But this, like I said, this is a resort I've been looking forward to staying at, and now that we have our our DVC, I I do look forward to staying here at some point. It's 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 on my bucket list of resorts. You should try it once for sure. We couldn't think of a better way to start our resort review segment than to start with. Well, wait. Do you have any personal experiences? I, I mean, apart from or? this, this sparked one of our traditions, and that was. Uh, going to the Tambu Lounge and getting a Lapu Lapu at some point in every single trip. It's a tradition that we have um, that we have done since 2009, and it's a tradition that we continue to this day. And so, so like I said, this it, it, it means absolutely does. The Poly is one of our favorite resorts that, we, while we've never stayed at, has been a wonderful resort. Uh, like I said, we couldn't think of a better way to start our resort review than start with one of the first, uh, the first resorts on Walt Disney World property. So over the course of uh, of the podcast, we'll do more of these where we talk about the history, talk about what what the best tips are for this. I mean, is there is there any place better to watch the fireworks outside of the Magic Kingdom than on the beach of the Poly with a drink in your hand? Uh, no, no, no. Well, yeah. top of the world, top of the world, top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, for the people, for the people, not the grapefruits. <laughs> for the for the peasants. I would Outside of a park? Not that I can think of. Top of the world. No, but that's, but <laughs> no, I mean, non-DVC exclusive, I don't. Non-DVC exclusive. Does, does Grandflow have a view? Not really. Not, not like Polly. I don't know, I've never... Unless, unless, you're, you unless always, you're eating at California Grill. Fort Wilderness, I think, kind of does, don't they? You can always rent a boat. Which is, 
Okay. The grand, you can always rent the grand one. Once again, yeah. for for the less... Realistically, logistically, I don't think so. For the less grapefruit people. <laughs> it's not grapefruit anymore. It's sea salt. If you have if you have your stories, your personal stories of the poly, be sure to share them on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. It's the best way for you to interact with the show. It's where we have a lot of fun. All of the shenanigans that we go that go on during the podcast, they spill over to the Facebook group. Uh, go over there, check it out. Uh, if you want to join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash three sheets, make sure you answer the questions. If you invite your friends, if you invite We're your friends, make sure they answer the questions. Let them know to answer the questions because we can't admit them unless they do. Um, go check it out. It's it's a great, like I said, it's a great way to, to join the show. Uh, Mikey, how, what's, uh, what's going on with the Magical Meltdown? I got some new uh, drinkware about to uh, hit the store in the next day or so. So make sure you go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Check out both the glassware, the gifts, uh, but also the Tee Public page. There's a link to it on apparel. It'll take you right to the Tee Public page. Some great shirts that get fuzzy. The Three Sheets IPA, the Three Sheets Ghost Host. There are wonderful ways for you to, sh- to show your support, to show your love for the podcast at Disney World, at home, at the Disney Store, on the Disney Cruise, Disney Paris, Disneyland, wherever you are in Disney, wherever you are in the world, show your, your Magical Meltdown love. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see your fucking fuzzy shirts, people. Come on. And if, and if you want, make your beard, bring your beard up to your face and show your Get Fuzzy t-shirt. Yeah, like Scott. You'll see it on the Facebook group. <laughs> um, if you want to... It, it may or may not be already there. If you want to go over to Instagram and Twitter, we're over there at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, tag us on Instagram, but don't forget to use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation or tag us uh, at Three Sheets Nation. That's the that's the, that's how we find that you've no, you've notified us that we're that you're in the parks, that you're having fun at Disney World, and then we can like that photo and we can respond to you and, and chat with you there. Um, but the best way to help grow the show, go over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, uh, help grow the show, share what you're listening to, share it to your Facebook group, share it to your Twitter, share it to your Instagram, let other people know about the show, tell them, hey, you're a Disney fan, you're an adult, you're going to love the show. As we get nearer to our Three Sheets Nation month, the month of Three Sheets Nation, uh, October 4th through November 9th, really? Adam, what do we got going on? What don't we have going on? We have our Disney Cruise. She does take on the high seas, and that's running from October 4th, leaving out of New York. It is the Disney Cruise, leaving from New York Port, going to Bermuda. Um, Some of us have already got our embarkation. Embarkation? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, Time, so that's creeping up. I think we have, what, 70 days now? 71. Sounds good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So we're at 70 days out. There may be still staterooms available. So if you want to join us, let us know. Also, November 1st to to November 6th, we will be having our main major meetup for this year. And that is our Run Disney Three Sheets to the Finish Line Hot Mess of a Food and Wine meetup. 
Um, again, everything is pretty much booked when it comes to reservations. If you do want to get in, please let us know, leave a message, contact one of us. There are events coming. But like I said, with all the new stuff that's going in Toy Story Land, I know I want to go. So I have to wait before I start planning everything. I want to make sure everybody's available before we start planning other events coming up. So it is coming. So we have the 5K on Friday morning. There's going to be a meetup in the evening to be determined. Saturday, we have the 10K and Whispering Canyon. Whispering Canyon dinner at 5. And Sunday, we have the half marathon and the after party at Epcot. Monday, we have beer garden. And there's might be after dinner drinks at Tambulown and possibly Trader Sam's is kind of what I'm thinking for the scheduling on that. There will, like I said, there will be other events. We do want to definitely walk around Epcot for food and wine and get some drinks and food with you guys. So there will be that coming up as well. And so if you do want an, ev- an invite to the event page, um, reach out to any of the hosts. They'll be able to edge in. For bonus points, you can have Stephanie order for you at Food and Wine because she loves reading the menus. What? We can do it live. <laughs> yes. Well, there'll be another one of those. I'll, I'll have to go would, get some I, more pumpkin spice fun. rum. Fair enough. Well, not really live because we probably record it with like a GoPro or something and then post it when we come back. Wait, Tim, did you just promise the listeners a live show? <laughs> also have giveaways going on. If you give to Give Kids a World, www.gktw.org. Go over to the uh, main page. It'll say help, donate. That's where you click on that. What you're going to do is you're going to enter your information, your payment amount. Uh, it is... It is $20 per entry for the first prize package, which is a bourbon tasting at the Top of the World Lounge, along with some uh, three-sheets glassware that will come later to your home. Donate $100, you get five entries. Donate $200, you get 10 entries. You, you You do the math. But go over there and donate that. Screenshot your donation and then email it to us at threesheetsofthemouse at gmail.com. The second prize package is a uh, awesome uh, package of get, uh, glassware, stickers, barwares, and a few personal touches from each host. That is $10 per entry. So if you donate $100, you get 10 entries. Again, you go there, donate your donate the amount you want. And then what you'll do is you'll screenshot that, send it over to us at, at our Gmail account, and you'll be entered to win. Um, Mikey will send you an, in, uh, an email confirmation of your receipt. He will let you know how much you how you've entered, how much you've impacted someone else's life. It's a wonderful charity. It's a wonderful charity that uh, that really we we just want to help out. We're just looking to help uh, some wonderful kids uh, get these things. And listen, if if you're sitting on your if you're resting on your laurels, thinking, oh, I'll get to it eventually or whatever, I just want to go on record and say right now. Sheeters have donated better than $1,100 to give kids the world with these entries. So get on it because you've only got a couple more weeks left. And specify which package you're donating for. Yeah, let us know. Don't just say, here, here I donated $100. That's great. We're not going to poo-poo on you for that. But tell us where you want that to go. Are you going to be in the parks? During the sheet up, and you want to be on prize package number one, say, Hey, I want five inches for prize package number one. Or if it's for prize package number two, say, Hey, I want all this to go to prize package number two because I'm a loser and can't make it there in November. 
You say we're at a. Well, you say we're at eleven hundred dollars, Mikey. Well, I mean, and you know, some eleven fifty, eleven sixty, eleven thirty, something like that. That's that's not including Tim's pledge. Yeah, a couple of a couple of listeners private messaged me. It was blown out of the water when the episode aired, Tim. No. Not. And you guys blew it out of the water within like a week. Get to get to twenty two hundred. I'll go back to the goatee. Wait, did I hear that correctly? If if we get to twenty two hundred, Trenton will shave that beard and do some different facial hair. Yeah, I'll go back to what I had before for the time. If being. we do three thousand, can we have the shooters vote on what kind of facial hair you get? Like a wider mustache. The Tony Stark. If we go to three thousand, you can vote. No, I say. I say three thousand. He has to shave it all off. If if we go to three thousand, I think they should get to choose though. Mutton chops. Mutton chops. Okay, so there's there's plenty to do here with you guys with you guys on the on the Facebook group on this giveaway. It's going to be a wonderful wonderful giveaway. I want you to go over to www.gktw.org, donate what you can, and let's see if we can get Trenton's face bald like mine. All right, so, uh, so Mikey, give us some closure remarks tonight. Oh man, this is great. I think one of the, um, you know, knowing that Disney started with the Poly and that it's still such a popular resort really speaks a lot to uh, to their ability to, to craft something that that you know lasts and holds its own. Uh, so uh, this is a this is a great episode. I, I you know. Having not ever stayed there, I learned a lot about it, and um, you know, it's 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 you don't have to stay at the Poly to appreciate it. You can always get the character breakfast, or you can just drop by the Tambu Lounge, or go to Trader Sam's to to really experience it. It's uh, it's it's a great resort to go to. Everybody that goes to Disney needs to at least get to the Poly at some point and just uh, just walk around and see it because it's beautiful. Absolutely. Tim, what about you? The Poly means a lot to me. I just I enjoy the resort. It's one of my favorite resorts. Well, it actually is my favorite resort. And ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to stay there. So this episode kind of hit home for me. I'm looking forward to staying again in November. Adam, what about you? I love the Poly. I had some awesome times. I really have some fucking awesome memories there. Thanks you're to welcome. actually a lot of the sheeters that I met. So <laughs> you just said you're welcome. I mean, you're actually getting to be more social, so there's that, too. So I appreciate all you guys and everything you guys do for us, so thank you. Trent? Yeah, I'm excited about the meetup in November, obviously. I'm excited to raise money for Give Kids the World. I'm not really excited to shave my beard, if that's motivation. I don't... Is that more or less motivation for people? More. More. I think you're... you're, Yeah, putting you out of your comfort zone is a lot of uh, motivation. Yeah, so I mean, if if you want me to look like I'm fucking my actual age, then donate money and not hope not, not homeless. So Fish. also, if if you donate that much money, you could shave off my beard, and Scott will glue it to his face. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> that will be negotiable. But I will say, from all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. It's going to be Scott welcoming everybody and then saying, okay, that's going to do it for three shades at the mouse.